Welcome to the Your Life Rocks podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Yes, even for you. This show is designed to help working moms focus on the things that matter most in life and helping you balance all that life has for you with practical tips from one working mom to another. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today because today we are continuing in our series all about managing your home. Now, if you are newer to the show, let me just say, we cover topics that go into eight different areas of life that I know you are balancing and juggling because if you're listening to this, you're likely a working mom. Whether that means you work outside the house, inside the house, part-time, full-time, most of you, I think, work full-time, at least in our community. But we have so much to balance. And rather than say, balance is just not possible and it's just always gonna be messy and it's always gonna be crazy. And while that might be the reality, what we focus on, we get more of. So if we wanna focus on life being crazy and wacky and not being able to do it all, we're just gonna get more of that. And I don't know about you, but I don't need more of that in my life. I need more peace and focus and success in my life. So that's what I choose to focus on. And that's what we choose to talk about here on the show. So however you define balance for yourself, whether you think it's possible or not, I just wanna challenge you to redefine what you mean by balance, because really you can make balance mean whatever you want it to mean for your life. And if you define it in a way that's attainable for you, that's achievable for you, then my friends, guess what? Balance is now possible. And I would much rather live in a world where it's possible than to just say, if you're gonna be a working mom, it's just gonna be crazy. It's just gonna be chaos. You're just gonna barely survive. I don't wanna live in that world. So I choose to say, balance is possible. And I know that everything is possible through Christ Jesus. So I know if I keep him at the center of my world and I use that as the compass, as the touch base for everything I do, then how can it not be possible if I look at balance through the lens of Jesus? So I just want to say that because as we're talking about our home, that is one of those eight areas. So when we talk about those eight areas, that we're all trying to balance, we're all trying to manage. It's your faith, it's your marriage, being a mom, a parent, your career, your health, your home, your finances, and lastly, friends and fun. We kind of loop those two together. And home is such a big thing, and especially right now with it being fall, I don't know about you, but I'm just more geared more towards my home. I want it to be homey, I want it to be fresh. I feel like it's a fresh time of year before all of the holiday decorations take over my home. Thank you very much. It's just a great time of year to have fresh goals and a fresh perspective in all areas of your life. I mean, I I could go on and on about all of the fresh perspectives I have in my career, all of the fresh perspectives I'm having with my health, but really, my home, that's what we're talking about. And we did a poll in our Facebook group, and this is exactly what you wanted to hear about as well. So we're talking about it. If you missed last week's episode, I hope you go back and you have a listen because we really frame things out. I think sometimes when we get overwhelmed, with things in our life or we get stress out and things in our life, it's because we're too close to it. It's like right at the edge of our nose and we can't see past it, so it feels overwhelming. And so if we can zoom out, if we can take a step back and get a different perspective to get a 10,000-foot view of the issue, it makes the issue look smaller (laughs) and it's more manageable and we can deal with it a little bit better. And so that's really what we talked about last week is how – How do we get that perspective and really what are your intentions around your house? Because so much of I think of our intentions around what a clean house is or a well-decorated house or what makes a house a home, 
is all a matter of opinion. And you really have to look at, am I letting my opinion dictate what that is? Or am I letting my mother-in-law's opinion or my mom's opinion or my friend's opinion or Pinterest's opinion or Instagram's opinion of what a clean house should be and what makes a house a home? And so I hope that you go back and you have a listen because I really give you a game plan on how to like set up your house like a project manager (laughs) to have those objectives and the action plans and the tasks outlined of what you actually need to do to make it happen. Now, this week, I was thinking as I was putting together this series, let me just back up a second. I was thinking as I was putting this series together on what are the main topics that we want to cover as we're, we're diving into the series of managing our homes and who are those experts that I would want to have on. And my go-to expert for everything, home, world, <laughs> whether it's cleaning or organizing or, or anything like that that's really more homemaker-ish is Dana White from A Slob Comes Clean. And she's been on our show before twice, actually. She made an appearance on our 100th episode with one of her very best tips. I hope you go and check that one out, episode 100, obviously. If you go to yourliferocks.com, you can search any of the episodes by just putting in the episode number or the guest name, and you'll find it, or even really the topic. So episode 100, she gives her best tip, but all the way back, episode 13 is when I very first had her on my show, and she's talking about really the decluttering. And the reason why I like Dana is because she's so real. Like she gets it that it's not always perfect and we're not always perfect. Our house is not always perfect, but it's always moving things forward in the way that we want it to go, which is in so much alignment with everything that we talk about on the show. So I thought I should have Dana back. And I was thinking, I want to recreate the episode that she did because it was so brilliant. Like I couldn't think of anything more brilliant she could say. And as a busy working mom, I'm like, why are we recreating the wheel? Why would I have Dana come back on and re-interview her? I mean, I'm sure she would have more brilliance to add. But as I looked at the numbers of how many people have listened to episode 13, I mean, we're talking over 100 episodes ago. It was a long time ago. Not very many people have heard this episode. So I thought, you know what? Why not just reshare the content that Dana already shared so you can listen to it, so you can start to apply it to your life? Because that ultimately is what it's all about. Plus, it's just kind of fun memory lane, at least for me. It might not be for you because, you know, whatever. But it's my podcast. It was kind of fun to go back and to listen to the questions that I asked and the format that we had all the way back then. It's been almost three years of having this podcast, which is so incredibly crazy. But it's been an amazing blessing in my life to have it because of people like Dana and because of people like you. When I get comments on Instagram or Facebook, feedback from the show, or when you send me an email and letting me know how it's impacted you, it means the world to me. So please continue to share the podcast with other working mom friends that you have. I love to see when you share it because it allows me to actually see you (laughs) and that you're there and that you're a person actually listening to this podcast. So I love it when you share that. So please continue to do. And more importantly, I hope you take action on this interview and all of the tips that Dana has to share because she's brilliant. And I know that they're life-changing. They've been life-changing for me. And I'm so happy that I get to share it with you. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Dana White from A Slob Comes Clean. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to introduce to you the guest that we have on the show today. Dana K. White is an author, speaker, and much to her own surprise, a decluttering expert. In 2009, Dana started blogging as Noni, which is short for anonymous, at A Slob Comes Clean. Dana soon realized that she was not alone in her housekeeping struggles 
and in her feelings of shame. Today, Dina leads a community of more than 150,000 women sharing realistic home management strategies and a message of hope for the hopelessly messy through her blog, weekly podcast, and videos. I know you're going to love everything she has to share. And in November, Dana's first book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, a book I think I need, is going to be released by Thomas Nelson Publishing. Now, Dana lives with her husband and her three kids just outside of Dallas, Texas. And oh, by the way, she's pretty funny. Dana, are you with us? I'm here. How are you? Good. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. We have this great info backlog about you, but can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Well, I am a former theater arts teacher. I taught until my first child was born 14 years ago, and then I took time off to be a stay-at-home mom, and then about six and a half years ago, I started a blog because I wanted to be a writer, and that was the career that I was wanting to work toward, but I didn't know how to make that happen, and then I discovered blogs and thought, okay, start practicing writing, and over the last six years, that has turned into what is now a full-time job for me. And I get to write and do all these other crazy things like podcasting and such. And it's been really fun. It's been a really interesting journey. Awesome. Well, I love everything that you have on your website. So I encourage everyone to go and check it out. And I know you have some great success tips, which I'm dying to get into because I love everything organization and decluttering is like my zen. So I'm so excited to pick your brain on a few things. But before we get there... One of the things we like to talk about every single episode is what we call a moment of grace. But we just, you know, everyone is not perfect, unfortunately. And we all have those moments where maybe something went horribly wrong or we just had that moment where we needed grace for ourselves. Can you share with us a time that you needed some grace? Well, okay, so I'm scatterbrained. I'm like amazingly scatterbrained sometimes. And it goes like it correlates with how busy life is and how crazy things are. I mean, as I get overwhelmed with other stuff going on, things just get deleted from my brain. When my kids were little, I struggled to remember birthday parties, not my own kids' birthday parties, but other people's birthday parties. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we were late because I completely forgot about it. And then something would happen and I would realize that's right now. And we would run run to the store and just, I can't tell you how many times as my kids were older and started like going to the parties where I didn't stay, that I would send them to the party and forget to send a gift. But there was one time my daughter's very best friend had a birthday party. The mother had specifically told me that it was just going to be a really, really small group and that say that, but you know, that she should feel very special that she was invited to this party, swim party at her house. And it was on a Sunday afternoon and I had decided I'm going to take a nap today And I completely turned off my phone and absolutely forgot the party never went. And I mean, it's gotten better as I've gotten older and my kids have gotten older because they actually remember things. But I felt so horrible about that. I mean, to me, that was like my worst. I'm sure I've had others, but one of my worst parenting moments, I could not believe that I did that. And we tried to make it up and my daughter forgave me and she, the mom was fine, but it really made me so frustrated because, you know, I get so frustrated with my scatterbrainedness anyway, that that was just like, okay, this is affecting not just me, but other people, my daughter, her friend, all this. So we had a special night where we had her friend over and all that, but it it didn't make up for what it was that I did. So that was one of my 
most horrendous mistakes. You know what? I love that you shared that. Thank you so much. Because it's one of those things I think all of us as moms can really relate to. I mean, I know for me, my son's like bestest friend, his birthday party was on Friday and it was literally like we showed up 20 minutes late because we had to stop by the store to buy something on the way. Like it was like, I think that every mom can kind of relate to that panic moment. So thank you so much for sharing. So we all know, like, we're not alone in that. So if anyone else ever sleeps through a birthday party, you know, Dana did it first. So I'm so makes sorry, it okay. but I've done it. Yeah, it, it, it was horrible. I will tell you that we have gotten to the point where now our standard gift is a really big Hershey's bar, because what kid doesn't want to have their own Hershey's bar? A really like the big Hershey's bar and we usually give like a $10 bill. Like that's the standard that we give at birthday parties. And my kids love giving it and their friends are always excited to get it because it's super easy. Like there's no picking out. There's no, you know, when you do have to run by the store because you're already late to the party, there's no walking down the aisle and trying to figure out what you're going to get and all that anyway. And you can get it in a gas station too. That's brilliant. I really love that. (laughs) I'm going to have to start doing something similar from now on because I just think that's brilliant. Okay, so everything we do at Your Life Rocks is all about bringing life into balance for my audience. So define for us, for you and your life, what does life balance look like and what does it mean? Well, I think that that last story pretty much demonstrates what it doesn't mean. And that means that I have too much going on. I, I feel like I'm in a constant state of editing my life and my family's life because when I'm overwhelmed, then my family suffers. And so it's a constant prioritization process where I decide this is more important than that. And so that needs to go so that I have room to breathe around this thing that I absolutely have to do. So it's a constant editing. It's a constant deciding what kinds of things are going to benefit my family? What kinds of things are going to give me that space around the things that I have to do so that they'll actually end up happening? I love that. And I truly believe that like white space is one of the biggest keys to life balance. Like sometimes we overschedule ourselves way too much, right? And so having that space around those things does certainly help. And so there's I love no that such thing that. as really planning out life when you have children because you no. can't plan when they're going to you know, get sick. And then as they get older, they have their own lives and things come up and they have opportunities to do things that you do want them to be able to do. So you have to have that space in there to make room for those kinds of things. Yeah. And it's kind of like agility, right? Like you just have to be flexible and not tied to anything to be able to run in whatever direction you need to. Right. That's so good. All right. Well, I'm super pumped up and excited to get to some success tips that you have for us because you've built your entire brand around decluttering. And one of the things that I love, and I'm just going to challenge all of our listeners, if you want to have a little bit more sanity in your life, go to her website. It's a slobcomesclean.com. Did I say that right? A slobcomesclean.com. There are a gazillion checklists on there. And I know my audience loves checklists. I love checklists. And there's one for every single thing on there. And I really appreciated that. I've already downloaded a ton of them. So thank you for providing such great content. But share with us a little bit about, you know, when we are decluttering or or working on our home, what are some of the more realistic things that we can do in order to have success in that? Well, I think the number one thing is to see the value in just decluttering. I think a lot of times, especially people like me, 
think that we have to get organized, which is a great thing to aspire to. But the idea of organizing when you're already overwhelmed is even just more overwhelming. And a lot of times that can even keep you from stopping. So for me, I would look at something, there was so much stuff and I would think, well, I just need to get organized, but that's problem solving. That's something I'm going to have to plan and think through and decide upon. When I started my blog, I was in a state of just being completely overwhelmed with the amount of stuff in my home. And I said, I don't have time right now to organize. I can't organize. I'll do that down the road. And so I said, for right now, I'm just going to declutter. And that gave me this amazing sense of freedom. And it helped me understand how just decluttering made a huge positive impact on my home and on our lives. I didn't, in the end, even have to organize because if you will just remove the stuff that you don't need, which does not involve problem solving, it's just deciding, oh, yeah, we don't need this and getting it out of there, then a space is comparatively organized and it helps my family function better. And then over time, as I live with just the things that we actually need, then organizing decisions are very easy because I say, you know what, a basket here would really, really help because I know that the only stuff here is exactly what we need for our family and this is how our family operates and this is the item that would help me function better in this space where I used to think I needed to get organized so I would go out and buy organizing stuff and then by the time I got home all that organizing energy was completely gone and I never ended up getting the project done. I love that you said that like it's such a different mindset and I've never thought about that before but it is like when you say organize something it's such like a sense of overwhelm automatically comes over and it's like oh my gosh it's going to take me all day or you know what I mean like how am I going to do that where decluttering like that's easy you can just do that and it's just such a mindset shift that I've never thought about before but it's just the way you frame it so thank you so much for sharing I love that. I'm going to start decluttering my house now. This is good stuff that I love, (laughs) removing the things you don't need. I love that. So now I know that you kind of create like a lifestyle of decluttering and you've kind of already, now because this has been a while, so many years, is your house like all the way decluttered or is it still like a gradual process you think? You know, I thought when I started that there would be a time when I would be finished. This was really just supposed to be my practice blog. That's why I blogged under a fake name. I mean, I didn't want anyone I knew to know about this. But I thought, you know, a couple of months, I'll get things under control, and then I'll start my real blog. Yeah, it's six years later, and I'm still decluttering. But part of that is me realizing that there is no such thing as decluttering once and for all. As long as you're living, you're going to have stuff come into your home. As long as you have children who grow, they're going to grow out of clothes, they're going to grow out of toys, fashions change, my tastes change, my size changes, you know, different things change and things come into my home. And it's got to be a constant process of getting the things that we don't need anymore out of our house. So when I say a lifestyle of decluttering, a lot of that just comes from decluttering experience. You know, in the beginning, it was getting rid of things that there was no reason for me to have it in my home. But for some reason, I did, you know, I collected it or I bought it for a project I thought I was going to do one day and then never did. So there was a lot of that. Now it's just a constant realizing that I need to be purging all the time. I need to always be aware of, you know what? I don't like these socks anymore. I thought I was going to like them when I bought them. I don't like them. So I'm just going to go ahead and get rid of them instead of waiting for it to be this. I can't close my sock drawer because I have so many socks. You know, instead, I just have this much more because I have experience with decluttering. I'm willing 
to just declutter regularly. We always have a donate box going in our house. My kids know where it is. And so they know when they put on a pair of pants for school and their high waters, all of a sudden, even though they fit last week, they know, oh, go stick it in the donate box. And they just go do that immediately, you know, so that they know this is what we do. This is how we keep our house from getting completely out of control. I think that that is so great. I love that you have them trained to do that. Now, you've kind of been doing this for a while. You've kind of have a system in place. What would you say to someone out there who doesn't have a system in place? And decluttering is like the start of it because now they've realized I don't have to organize everything. I just need to get rid of some junk. How would you recommend for them to prioritize and kind of get started into that process of decluttering? My main advice when you're prioritizing decluttering is to start with your visible spaces. Um, There's this strange thing that happens when you think I've got to get rid of stuff. I've got to get rid of stuff. Many people, especially people like me, tend to go and declutter a junk drawer or the linen closet or some space that has a door or drawer that closes so you can finish it and then close it and think, oh, good, we hardly ever use this space, so maybe it'll stay this way. But that does nothing to actually improve your home or improve the function of how your family lives because you don't use that space very often. So when you have that itch and that desire to get started, to make yourself look around and see your home as a guest would when they walked in. What is it that if somebody knocked on the door and walked in your home, you would suddenly see that's become invisible to you over the last however long? You know, maybe it's the pile of papers on top of the piano in the dining room or something. And you go, oh, yeah, I don't even see that anymore because I'm so used to it being there. But when I prioritize according to visibility, then I know I'm going to take this energy that I've got and I'm going to tackle that space so that I see the difference in my home. I don't go start in the master bedroom closet. Instead, I go with what's visible and then my family functions better because that's a space that we're living in all the time. And it encourages me to continue decluttering and it actually increases my decluttering energy. I love that. So it's almost like a boost of confidence, right? Because it's a daily reminder of what you've been able to accomplish. Right. I always say that even though I didn't notice that before, once I declutter it, then I do see the empty space and it's encouraging to me. It makes me feel better. I love it. Those are great tips for someone who's just starting out. Now, as someone kind of starts through this process, they get that first visible space, which I love that you kind of phrase it that way decluttered and kind of have this empty space now in their house, what tips do you have for people on an ongoing basis to kind of keep up that habit of decluttering? Daily habits are everything. Decluttering is very important, but even more important than that is just getting routines in place that work for your family and your lifestyle. So even if, you know, you work all day, you come home, you're exhausted Finding, okay, what is the one thing I can do, which honestly is keeping your kitchen clean. You know, if you can just say, I can't do it all, which no mother can, you know, I can't do it all, but I'm just going to tell myself that I'm okay as long as I keep my kitchen clean. Because if you will do that, then you'll maintain that decluttered space that you worked on, but then you'll also prevent the clutter. It's amazing how daily habits and decluttering go together. If you don't have daily habits in place, then decluttering progress will never last. But if you have too much stuff, daily habits are 20 times harder than they should be because you're working around things that shouldn't even be there in the first place. That's so good. I love that. That just kind of those daily habits and picking the space, like your Zen spaces, right, that need to always stay decluttered. Now, let me ask you a question. This is 
because it's total true story for my family and for my life. Like I have my kitchen island, right? That's like my sanctuary. Like it's my Zen spot. Like do not mess up the kitchen island. Things don't go there unless it's just the fruit bowl or you're cooking and then it all has to be cleaned up. But what I find is people will put things on there. I'll say, nope, got to clean that up. And they just move the pile over. So what strategies do you have for those piles of things that just kind of travel and migrate throughout the house? Well, one of the main things I tell people is to just grab a trash bag and start dealing with trash. Because a lot of times when I look at a pile, it overwhelms me because it's a pile and it I don't know what's in that pile. I think I know what's in that pile, but I don't. And so I just think, oh, that's a huge pile of decisions I'm going to have to make and things I'm going to have to get done. And so I put it off and I put it off. But if I just say, you know what, I'm not going to worry about dealing with the entire pile. I'm just going to remove what's trash. For some reason, I usually find that way more of that pile was trash. And by the time I get that out of there, then it's not an overwhelming pile anymore. And I can usually finish it up. But just letting myself say, okay, I'm just going to stick it in the recycling bin if it's something I don't need. You know, deal with this. Just pull out the things that you know for sure are trash, you know, or recycling, whatever it is that you do in your home. But just focusing on that first shrinks all those piles and makes them a lot less overwhelming. That is so great because it is very overwhelming when you have those piles. In fact, they all end up kind of congregating in our family office on the desk and then it's pile after pile after pile. So I love that of just kind of making it more manageable by removing the trash because that's kind of those, that mindless task, right, of just pitching right. stuff. And I love throwing things away. It's like therapy for me. If I can throw right. things away, I don't know why, but it's like sanity. I love it. So we've covered a lot of stuff, like from the very beginning to how to maintain. If you could like round out all of the great tips that you've shared with us already, what would you say would be like the number one message you would want to get across to people who are trying to live that decluttered lifestyle? You have to figure out the level of stuff that you can maintain. I define clutter as anything I can't keep under control. So while someone else can maybe have, you know, 12 pairs of black pants, And that's not clutter to them because their closet always is neat and looks great and they can find all those 12 pants. That's great. But for someone else, 12 pairs of black pants just means that they don't have to do the laundry as often. And so then it piles up and it gets out of control. And, you know, so different people have different clutter thresholds is what I call it. So, you know, whatever is consistently out of control in my home I just need to get rid of it down to the point where it stays under control. So, you know, figuring out what that point is in your specific home for your personality type and your family is really important. Oh, that is so good. Just kind of that self-awareness. Right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these great tips, Dana. I love everything that you've shared. And like I've said before, I encourage everyone to go to your website, com to get some of those checklists and tips so that they can start decluttering their homes as well. So Dana, can you share with us what book has helped you the most in your career? Because my career is self-created, I am an entrepreneur. So I love anything that you know, speaks to that. I really love John Acuff's books that he writes, specifically Start. I enjoyed that book. He he has a really great perspective on being realistic and honoring your family and what they need while at the same time pursuing your dreams and making things happen that some people, 
you know, just don't even bother to try. But it's something that's in your heart that you want to make happen and going ahead and making that happen while also honoring the responsibilities that you have as a parent, as a family member. I do love that about everything that John Acuff puts out is that it is like all kind of a 360 view. It's never just a all about the business. It's about all of who you are, which I adore about him. Now, are there any other non-career books that you really enjoy? Honestly, I'm a fiction reader. I love fiction, (laughs) which is kind of strange because I'm a nonfiction writer, but I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. If you could go to a beach somewhere and just be by yourself reading a fiction novel right now, what would it be? Or what author would it be? I love Barbara Kingsolver. She is just one of the most intelligent writers. She wrote Poisonwood Bible. I don't know if you've read that. It's quite, I mean, it's it's probably 15, 20 years old now, I would say. I love that book. So anything that she's written, but she rarely puts out a book because she puts so much work into them that she's definitely not prolific, but she is just, I just love her stuff. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Love it. All right. Now, because we are all about life balance here, and just like you have a crazy busy life, so does our audience. So what tip could you give them, resource or tool that you use to help balance your life? I am all about my smartphone and my calendar. I don't use anything fancy. I'm sure there are great things, but when I've downloaded them, the learning curve makes me just go, you know what, I'm just going to stick to my calendar. So I am all about like when I go to the dentist or I go to a doctor's appointment, I have to make a following doctor's appointment. I won't take those little cards because that's just more paper for me to stick in my purse. And I've got enough paper stuck in there right now. So I just put everything in my phone. If it's six months out, if it's two months out, I stick it in my calendar and I go ahead and set it to give me alerts. So if it's a dentist appointment in six months, then I have it alert me a week before so that I go, oh, my goodness, that's right. I have a dentist appointment next week. And then two hours before, you know, something so that it just helps me not forget things. I have get my, you know, my 14 year old, I have his on Thursday nights, I have an alert that comes through and says, remember to get the band practice log signed. And he has that in his stuff too, you know, to come through his alerts. So all those little things, I just am all about setting those alerts. I am with you. I set reminders for just about everything. And sometimes it goes, drives me completely crazy when my phone is constantly going off. But if I don't have those things, like I won't remember to drink water. <laughs> like I won't remember to, you know, do the smallest, simplest things that you'd think you are an adult human being. You should be able to just remember to how to do those things. But I get busy and I forget. Right. So, you know, one of the things that we're all about with Your Life Rocks is that we do a lot of stuff on Sunday. So Sunday planning for everyone who's kind of in my groups, know that that's the day to really set yourself up for success. And today we're actually recording this on a Sunday And um, I've already gone through my week and all my goals and set all my reminders for the week because without that, like, I probably wouldn't remember to breathe or blink. So (laughs) it's so needed. Now, I know you also have some tips on organizing the email on the phone because sometimes our email boxes get a little insane. So what tips do you have for us on that? Well, I actually have two different posts on deleting lots of Gmail or Yahoo emails at one time because I'm the person who tends to have a lot of email and read. My husband, it drives him crazy, those little numbers that appear next to the thing on my phone. It doesn't bother me at all, like not in the least. (laughs) But um, I do use categories. I use folders, depending on what email system that you use, where anytime we have a trip 
I make a folder for that trip and I have all those email go in there so that I don't have to worry about taking paper with me anywhere. I just know that as long as I've got my phone, which for some reason is the one thing I never lose, that I'm going to have our plane tickets. I'm going to have our hotel reservations. I'm going to have everything that we need right there. Coupons. I have a coupon folder so that, you know, as some restaurant coupon comes through the email, I can just stick it there and then I don't have to search for it or you know, because sometimes that's harder to do on your phone. But as long as it's there in those folders, I can get to it really easily on my phone. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that, especially with the coupons, because I always get those and I intend to use them and then I lose them. Like, even though it's just in my phone, it's electronic, I still just kind of forget they're there. Right. And sometimes, if, you know, I can just, I think, I don't remember if I had a coupon for this restaurant or not, but I can go to my coupon folder and, and know immediately. Oh, that's good. Little thought jogger. I love that. All right. Now, what about a parenting tip? Being a mom and having so much crazy stuff going on around you at all the times, what parenting tip do you have for us? Well, one of the things, of course, I talk about cleaning all the time. So everybody wants their kids to participate and to help out. My tip, though, is to establish routines first and then bring your kids in on those routines. I was the queen before I started my what I call my deslobification process. Before I started that, I was the queen of saying, I mean, I would plan out how everything was going to change starting tomorrow. You know, we are going to start having chores and doing this and doing that. And we're going to do it every single day starting tomorrow. And so I would sit the kids down and I would, I had charts with stickers and all this kind of stuff. And that didn't work because then about a week into it, I would completely forget what we'd said we were going to do. And then it never happened. And then I felt guilty and awful. But instead, as I started to create my own routines in my home that made a huge impact, then I realized that I could bring my children in on those routines. For example, you know, establishing my routine of making sure that I run the dishwasher at night before I go to bed. For me to just say that when that had not been my habit before, for me to say, okay, everybody, we're going to start doing this. They look at me like I just grew a second head. You know, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, you've never done that before. You know, that's not been what we've done. But when I went ahead and established it and worked on what I was doing and what I wasn't doing, then they observed those routines, even though they may not have registered what was going on. But I could say, hey, I need you guys to do this. This is what we do. And it just flowed and made more sense. So my big thing with parenting is to be the example first and then bring your kids in on the routines that in the habits that you've already established. That's beautiful. And I love that. And I think it just takes some extra accountability too. Cause I know for me, like that's me, like I'll kind of read a, something on Pinterest about some new chore chart and instantly I sit the kids down and this is what we're going to do. And and sure enough, four days later, it's like, what are we doing? I don't even remember anymore. Right. And so it, I'm not really building any consistency or teaching them anything in that way either. So I think that that's great. Just let them follow your example and you be the person who kind of starts that habit. That's great. All right. So now we are at our final part of our episode and really my favorite part of the episode where we get to talk a little bit about the Word of God. And we do this not just because it's a Christian podcast, of course, and not just because it's about memorizing Scripture, because that's not what I'm about, but it's about living into the Word of God. Now, is there any Scripture that kind of speaks into your life that you feel like really you can live through? Well, I love Second Corinthians four sixteen through 18. They were verses that meant a lot to me kind of in those traumatic, turmoil-filled teenage years. But 
you know, as I've grown older and as I have children, there are verses that I just keep going back to as this is what it's all about, starting with 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And this is the part I love so much. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And any time that you're overwhelmed as a mom, any time that I feel like the day-to-day of dealing with my work and my children and all those different things that just come along overwhelms me, I can look to that and say, you know, this is not about what I'm seeing right now. This is about what's eternal. This is about what's unseen. And everything that I'm seeing right now, it's all temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. And that's what ultimately matters. Amen, sister. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. That is really great. So, Dana, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much of yourself so generously pouring lots of wisdom into us. Now, where can everyone find you if they want to get in contact? Well, I am all over the internet, basically. I do have a podcast as well, A Slob Comes Clean. You can just search that in iTunes or go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. And basically, if you go to aslobcomesclean.com slash connect, you can find me on all of my social media channels. Dana, thank you so much for coming on again, and I look forward to connecting with you soon, and good luck on your upcoming book launch. Thank you. How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. I will be picking up a copy for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. So there you go. You have some real practical tips of things that you can apply right away, hopefully from this episode. I know even myself in listening to it again, there's so many things that I could take away and start to apply. Plus, it's just so great to hear from Dana, who is an expert in cleaning and organization and knowing that even she has a hard time getting it all right all the time. I mean, we're all only human. So I love this episode because it is so full of grace. And I hope that that transpires over to you, that you're giving yourself some grace for where you are with your home and your homemaking and all of those things, right? I just hope that you're giving yourself some grace for that. Now, speaking of grace, I have been wanting to say this on the last few episodes, but I haven't because who knows, right? So let me give you a little background. You might have been hearing me talk a lot about our app. I am getting so many messages and emails saying, where's the app? I can't find the app. You're talking about the app. I can't find the app. Here's the deal. If you are an Android user, the app is there. It's in the Google Play Store. You can download it. And it's been that way since August. And since August, we have been submitting the app for approval to Apple for it to be in the Apple Store, the iTunes Store. That's where it needs to be. I know that's probably where you're looking for it and not finding it. And the reason is, is because Apple has not approved it yet. We have gone through various different renditions with them, making changes, resubmitting, waiting, 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 get stuck in the system. I just know that it's God's timing because the, our developers that are helping and bring this project into fruition have told me, I've never seen this before. We've never had these issues before and it's not anyone's fault. So therefore I know it is all in God's timing. So I haven't wanted to say that in the past episodes because I'm like, well, gosh, by the time this goes live, it could be live. It could be up in the store. As I'm saying this right now, it could be up in the store, but I don't want you looking for it and not finding it and then wondering that you did something wrong. Because you haven't. (laughs) If you're looking and it's not there, it's just not there. 
But as soon as it is there, I will be announcing it on Facebook. I'll announce it on Instagram and I will give you an update on this show. I mean, right now it's in review. So fingers crossed, prayers said that it is out by the time that this episode launches. And maybe that's all I need to do is just say it on the show and it will happen. But if you have been looking and not finding it, you're not crazy. You're not doing anything wrong. It has not been there up to this point, hopefully. Yes. So let's all just pray (laughs) that Apple moves it through because I really truly believe that it's packed full of tools to help you create more balance in your life, to help you redefine what balance actually is. I mean, there are tools in there to help you with your weekly planning, of course, and those are all free. The podcast episodes and bonuses in there are all free. You can access the weekly success planning course, absolutely, and we'll have some messages and some inspiration popping in for your notifications to help you get through your weeks. Now, in addition to that, you can choose to upgrade to Life Balance membership inside the app. And when you do that, you have a whole array of courses that unlock as you do them. So there's no overwhelm on what you need to do first or where to start. You just push play. And when that one's done, it will automatically unlock the next one so that you can go into progression so that you can really get all of the help that you need to put everything together to create more balance without creating more overwhelm. With just a couple minutes a day, a little bit of time every week, you can be moving forward towards setting goals and accomplishing them in all eight areas of life. So if you're a Google user, it's already there for you. I hope you take advantage of everything inside the app. And if you're an Apple user, I'm just praying that by the time you are hearing these words, it is on the store. It has definitely been a process of testing my patience, and really has brought me into a whole new understanding of God's timing and trusting him in the process. So once it's there, I hope that you enjoy it. And like I said, all of the podcast episodes are in there all the way back to episode number one. So if you have people in your life that are not necessarily podcast users or they don't really understand podcasts, but you know that they would benefit, you can now just tell them, download the app and it has everything there. It makes it a lot easier to have access to all of that great content. And speaking of podcasts, we have even more episodes ahead for you as we move throughout the rest of this year. I am so excited, you guys, for the things that we have coming up for you. So if you haven't done so already and you're not in the app, hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Bye.